Welcome to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Proudly brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au we're not mucking around. This is it. This is the Fair Income one. This is Food Bites with Sarah Patterson, ladies and gentlemen, girls and boys of all ages. Welcome to the podcast. Because you know my, that me. I know my better. My name is Kevin Hillier and our oh. guest name sings that song much better than you could. Hey. Oh, I'm a big fan. And I'm Sarah. Oh, yeah. You're, well, I said Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. I know, but I like to have an individual introduction. Sorry. And now it's time for Sarah Patterson to be introduced on Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. (laughs) Here's Sarah. Mm. Champion, (laughs) triple jumper, long jumper, (laughs) hurdler, 9.8 metres. No, we're not mentioning that. Oh, that's right. That was the last episode. We're going to the Adelaide Hills. I can't wait to a little uh, property uh, which has sheep. Yeah. And a rock star. Yes. A really good rock star too. One of my faves. Came out of uh, Newcastle in the early 90s and uh, these days not only fronts the screaming jets but also the angels as the lead singer And just as, well. as uh, energetic as always and just itching to get back out there on stage and, uh, allowed, and throw himself around on am stage. Am I allowed to say what he was described as in the press in the early days of the screaming jets? I feel you're going to anyway. Well, he was described or a rock writer once described him as being like an epileptic in a in a, uh, in a mind. Field. Well, as he describes himself, he goes off like a frog in a sock. He does. He does. His name's Dave Gleeson uh, yeah. and he's a ripper Great bloke guy. and a terrific singer. You know all the Screaming Jets hits and uh, we'll talk to him very soon. I can sing it if you want. Here on Food Reminder. Bites with Sarah Patterson. Cheese links. Oh, well, I'm about to mention that. I know. I just said I'd get in ahead of you. I've got the little piece of paper in front of me that has the number, so as I never forget Janet's number, even though it is etched in my brain, 52821984, that's it. That's the number. Give Janet a call. Get yourself sorted now, especially if you're uh, one of the places in lockdown. Great time to be uh, making cheese and, you know and what? eating cheese. We're, we're all starting to think about Christmas now, believe wine it or and not. Cheese. Uh, and we're thinking yeah. about wine and cheese and all those things. So a gift voucher yeah. is a very, very good uh, thing to uh, be uh, putting in the well, stock. it's a little bit different and creative, isn't it? Absolutely. 52821984. That's the phone number. But all the other new whiz-bang social media things are available too, like, you know, Instagram and uh, and Twitter <laughs> and uh, and that thing called a website. All those things. Cheeselinks.com.au, all those news whiz-bang things. But the actual art of making cheese <laughs> sounds hasn't, so old. Cha- hasn't changed. <laughs> whiz-bang. The art of making cheese has not changed. <laughs> Those newfangled things. Thank you, Ethel. You can do them when you're out sitting out near the cement pond. You can uh, you can do that too. <laughs> them are newfangled <laughs> gadgets. Sorry, there. <laughs> I'm, I'm channeling Jed Clampett oh. from the Beverly Hillbillies, but not for long because I want to talk to Dave Gleason from the Screaming Jets. He's our guest on Food Bites with Sarah Patterson. <laughs> you are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheese Links. .com.au. But uh, thank you so much for joining us on the Food Bites podcast. A pleasure to have you on. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. <laughs> Dave, you just mentioned to us you're outside and it's a bit chilly. Where do we find you today? Uh, I'm in the Adelaide Hills. I've, uh, I've been an Adelaide Hills dweller for the last 15 years now. And, uh, yeah, it's very cold and I can't see very far. I can hear me sheep barring. There's something <laughs> going on over there. <laughs> <laughs> you sheep. you got a few acres, have you? Yeah, yeah, I'm uh, very lucky. I married good. Um, my wife's family have a property there in the, in the hills, and uh, we moved in. And when we had our first child, uh, we were living in Sydney, and uh, 
got a bit expensive because I was out of work and the wife was too. So, uh, yeah, we moved down and skived onto the farm. And I guess being in Adelaide, you haven't had to do much of this uh, no. lock, lockdown type uh, bizzo, your lucky thing. But uh, but has the whole uh, COVID pandemic, I mean, it's flattened us all out a little bit. Uh, how has it impacted you and has it meant you've spent any time or more time in the kitchen? Yeah, oh, definitely. I've, uh, I've been uh, pretty well off the road since March last year. There's been a few false starts and obviously um, you kind of have to book everything in advance with... Uh, you know, with touring and stuff. So everyone kind of says, well, what about six months from now? Everything should be fine. And you're booking a tour. And then, of course, uh, everything goes yeah. to holy hell again. So, yeah, yeah. it's kind of been uh, – it's the longest I've been out of uh, out of work since I left high school. <laughs> wow. And that's a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so are you a dab hand in the kitchen or do, you, or do you just sort of breeze past, grab something and not annoy anyone? <laughs> No, no, I'm, uh, I do a lot of the cooking um, because my wife, um, my wife works. Um, thankfully, um, but she's she's a, um, a what do they call those things? The thermo mix. She's, oh, she's a thermo mix um, consultant. Oh, okay. No, yeah, you know, it's like Tupperware. You know, they get you into the cult of thermo mix. <laughs> oh, yes. um, and but I'm I'm because you just throw stuff in there and it all kind of tells you what to do. But I like the very hands-on stuff of chopping up the vegetables or, or, or you know the, the bits and pieces. I actually take great pride in how well I chop it up and how neat it looks on the chopping board when I'm just before I throw it into a pot. <laughs> I love it. So what what are some of what would your specialty be? Uh, um, well, I make a, um, a curried chicken vegetable soup, which is a big hit this time of the year. Mm. Um, a bolognese. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm not very, um, adventurous. Um, but you know, I crumb my own schnitzels and, um, crumb my own fish and stuff like that. So I enjoy all the hands on stuff. <laughs> so you, you don't go for the Thermomix yourself? No, no, only to make uh, pancake batter on a Sunday morning. That's that's easy. <laughs> now, are you a uh, you know uh, are you a sweet tooth or are you someone who doesn't go into that area, Dave? Um, I'm a fairly savoury man. I don't really go into desserts or anything like that. Okay. But having said that, my daughter's just started for some reason at the age of. Uh, of 16, she's decided she likes baking cakes. Oh. Uh, so quite very recently we've been having cake a lot and there uh, <laughs> she's pretty good. She's better than me at it. I um I can't get them to rise. I'm no good at all with uh, with baking cakes. Oh, that's good. When your kids start baking cakes, you're kind of obliged to sample them, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a nice cup of tea in the morning while just before I do my housework and uh, – and, uh, <laughs> Have a slice of Cabela's cake. Have you turned into Mrs. Doubtfire or something? What's going on here? Yeah, mate, well, there's nothing doing. So, yeah, I, uh, I kind of try and keep the house all nice, nice and tidy. And the kids, as I say, I've got a daughter 16 and a son 13. They haven't learned to make their beds yet. So, uh, <laughs> oh, no, neither is ours. <laughs> oh, it's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> Little buggers, because I remember, but I remember having mad blues with the old man back in the day. <laughs> Why do I have to make me bed, you know? And eventually you kind of, eventually you, you grow up and you think, oh, you, I'll make me bed now anyway, you know, <laughs> when you move out of home, really. Yep, yep, very true. Hey, you, you mentioned tea. Are you a coffee drinker at all? Uh, no, mate, kiss me the jitters. Oh, I, uh, okay. I used to be. I used to be a coffee drinker and then, um, 
I got off it for, for years. And then I had some, we were at Channel 7 doing Sunrise about um, oh, two years ago. And I thought, I'll have a coffee. I haven't had one for a while. Oh, mate, I'm shaking. I oh. felt like Kramer. <laughs> I look like Kramer. That's not good. Hey, uh, there's a <laughs> photo. I, I drink tea. There's, yeah. a, there's a photo on Facebook of the, uh, the, the hot chicken burger that you developed. The hot chicken boy, yeah. The that. screaming hot chicken yes. burger, I think it's yeah. called, with cheesy with, hot Cheeto dipping sauce. Take us through yeah, the, take us through that. Dipping sauce. Well, it's, uh, my wife works in uh, hospitality down here, and I came about quite out by accident because uh, Tex was supposed to do one, and because Co- uh, Tex Walker, um, famous Adelaidean uh, Aussie rules player, yep. um, he was supposed to do his special burger. But they got called out of town because of COVID, so he couldn't do it. So Katie was going to get me to do uh, – my wife was going to get me to do one uh, later on. But I came – I subbed in for Tex, <laughs> which I was quite happy to do. Yeah, yeah I'll sub in for the big fella. Um, and they came up with that burger because I, I, I do love a, uh, a crunchy chicken breast on a burger. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, because you said that you're a bit of a master schnitzel maker, so it ties in with your love of uh, of – Crumbing, breadcrumbs and chicken together? Yeah, yeah. Love it, love it. And uh, the Cheetos dipping sauce is, um, I, I found that a bit hard going. <laughs> um, I mean, the first time, the first couple, it was good and then you just kind of eat the burger because it, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's quite a taste to it. It's got packs of punch. So hang on a second. Cheetos, are you talking about the Cheetos that are like the Cheezels that uh, yeah, come out yeah, of a packet? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they make that with a Cheetos and cheese dipping sauce. Oh, <laughs> it's fairly fairly lush. Is it uh, fluorescent orange in colour? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it oh. looks almost nuclear. There you go. Very, very rock and roll burger that one. <laughs> yeah, well, Tex has got one. Uh, he's got a tomahawk steak on his, so oh. um, that's a big one. <laughs> well, speaking about rock and roll. Burgers. Let's talk about the rock and roll lifestyle. And I'm interested to know, to know um, from your touring days and being on the road. I imagine it's really difficult in your line of work to uh, to make healthy food choices. How um how do you remember life on the road and and what were your eating habits like then? <laughs> eating? Don't you remember there was a, they used to be saying eating's cheating. Um, <laughs> back in the old days of rock and roll, but um, I do remember. Um, look, a lot of Maccas and um, Hungry Jacks and that. We used to call our tour managers loved Maccas after a show <laughs> because everyone would be in the van, and he'd have hours to drive, and he'd say, "Who wants Maccas?" And we'd all go, "Yeah," and and. Um, pretty soon after we'd finished our Maccas, everyone would just drop off to sleep. <laughs> so we started calling it Smackers because <laughs> 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 um, everyone was nodding off. But, um, yeah, a lot of fast food. And then, of course, uh, we got a, uh, a guitar player in the band in 2009 and we were at somewhere out northwest Australia and we stopped in and there was the Bay Marie in the, in the truck stop. <laughs> It was about two o'clock in the morning, and he goes, "I'm going to do some stunt dining." And I go, "What's oh. that?" 
Yeah, he goes, I'll just pick something out of there and eat it. It's called stunt dining. So that became, that's become a thing. You know, you'll, you'll, look in, you'll look in the Bay Marine, you think that's who's been there for days. Oh, yeah, it. it's such a lottery, isn't oh, no. it? But I guess because you're a pretty high-energy performer on stage, Dave, so I, I imagine a lot of that energy would have burnt off all the uh, much of the Maccas and, and the like. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's funny when, you, when you're younger, obviously uh, – we didn't go to the gym or anything, but we surfed a lot and we were always on the go and always, you know, doing five, six shows a week. So it was kind of like it didn't matter how much abuse you put yourself through, you kind of uh, stayed in reasonable shape. But um, unfortunately, that's not the case once you get into your 30s and 40s <laughs> and now into my 50s. So, um, yeah, you, you kind of got to really make sure you're uh, making the right choices nowadays. Hey, Dave, 30th anniversary of the, of the debut album for the Screaming Jets. Does it seem like 30 years to you sometimes and 50 years other times? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and five years at other times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, um, it's been looking back, obviously, had plenty of time to sit around contemplating the navel um, <laughs> over the last 12 months, and, um, and putting the album together obviously brings back memories of, you know, recording it in 11 days in a – in a, uh, a studio in King's Cross and um, playing shows at the same time and trying to crack onto birds upstairs in the record <laughs> company at the same time and all that type of carry-on. So it was, uh, I mean, I think back on that and I go, wow, that seems like, I, I just remember so much about it, you know. Um, but um, And then, of course, you you think of the, the members who Passed, not passed on. I mean, they're not dead. Yes, um, dead to us. Dead to us. But um, but the guys who've been through the band, who you know, we went through thick and thin with. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been a long journey, but um, some of it's just very still vivid in uh, in your imagination. Hey, you've been writing stuff uh, in, uh, during the pandemic, and you've had some time to sort of sit around. Or what have you been doing? Yeah, been writing a bunch of stuff. Um, unfortunately for me, um, though I have been in studios for 30 years, I've learnt nothing about it. Um, I can sing when they tell me to, uh, but I don't know what any buttons do. I don't know how to plug anything in. So, uh, unfortunately, all my demos that I've got are on my phone. <laughs> uh-huh. And they're just me with a guitar. And then I play into people. I go, yeah, it's sound, yeah, hmm because it's not really the way to play stuff to people, whereas all my other friends, they can demo stuff and uh, at least get a rudimentary track going. So um, I've got a bunch of stuff that I can't wait to get with, with the boys and, uh, and and actually turn into songs. Yeah. Hopefully you'll be able to tour the, uh, the the album tour will be able to happen towards the end of the year. But as you say, every every day it changes, every month it changes. Yeah, it's unreal. So um, it's I keep um, I've never crossed my fingers and held my breath so much as I have in the last little while. Um, because I mean, the Angels were supposed to be touring uh, starting in January, and then that kind of fell over. And each uh, each time we get a start, it kind of uh, falls over again. But having said that, we got an Angels show on on um, Saturday night this this week. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. The people will have to be seated and stuff, but. Whatever, I just got to get out there and show off. I, I, I can't show off to anyone. <laughs> kids don't like those. Kids think I'm an Come idiot. Come on, you've been ta- you've the been what? singing to the sheep, haven't you? Come on, tell the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Even they wouldn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> what What are the energy levels like on start like these days compared to uh, you know the early days? 
Uh, well, I've always I kind of made a rod for my own back, I think. Um, in the early days, I went off like a frog in a sock um, and kind of threw myself around, <laughs> hit the floor and all that kind of stuff. So if I don't do it now... People are going to go, <laughs> yeah, oh, I knew we'd get old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew. So, uh, yeah, I still get out there and, and just go off. I, I kind of, um, I, I had a rebirth in the mid-2000s um, when I saw um, School of Rock oh, right. with Jack Black. I was kind of a bit thinking, oh, maybe rock's not the thing anymore. And then I saw that, I go, rock is the thing. That's what I love. <laughs> get out there and do it as hard as I can. So, I've done that ever since. <laughs> oh, back onto the uh, you know the food to the the menu side of things, and if it sounds like you you could hold a, a pretty good dinner party at your place because you've got uh, you know got a couple of good dishes going there. If you could invite anyone uh, around for dinner, uh, dead or alive, who'd be on your dream dinner guest list? Um, Michael Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, Bong Scott, who else? Roger Federer, and. Can I have one more? You can, yeah, yes. Absolutely. You've got, to, you've got to have a chick. Um, <laughs> uh, Susie Quattro. Oh, yeah. Oh, very that's good. a good mix. That's a great mix. It's interesting. A lot of people say Roger Federer. Like, uh, is it because he just he appears to be a nice kind of bloke or you think he'd, he'd have some good conversation? Or Yeah, I think he, he's a, he just seems like a nice bloke, obviously. Yeah. He's uh, one of those blokes that you see and um, – you know, gives those great speeches at the end of games. So he's, uh, he seems like a very personable fella. But, uh, yeah, no, I've always loved it. The R-Fed, he's a, he's a missile. I would I would love the conversation between Bon Scott and Roger Federer. That's like, that's like Simon the Likeable meeting the worst kid in school, isn't it? It's just because Bon Bon has got that reputation of being such a debauched human being. Well, what, what would Michael Jordan make of him? Uh, Michael Jordan, Michael Jordan seen worse than him. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got down low old MJ, I reckon, over the years. Absolutely. Hey, Dave, you've you done a lot of radio and television over the years. Are you, are you looking to do any more of that in the future or you just want to get back on stage and sing with the band? Oh, well, yeah, I was doing a, a bunch of radio. Um, it was funny, when I moved down here 15 years ago, um, uh, I was driving along in the car and I heard uh, David Day, who was on radio at the time, a bit of a legend down here, yep. and he says... Uh, he says, and uh, here rock and roll royalties moved to the Adelaide Hills. Here they are now, the screaming jets. And g'day, Dave. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> anyway, um, it was about uh, a few weeks later or six weeks later that uh, Dean Kesby, who was running the joint down here at the time, got in touch and asked, asked if I wanted to do a, uh, a radio show, pre-record and do a play it on a Sunday. And yeah, then it just grew and grew and um, eventually had a, a national show and it was going all over the joint and bingo, bango, boned. <laughs> oh, gee whiz, um, that doesn't happen in radio very much. <laughs> Not? <laughs> I reckon, I was, think, I, was, I was expecting it earlier than that. Um, but, yeah, I was, I was very lucky to have um, uh, radio stuff. I, I started doing stuff in Triple M in, uh, in Sydney in 1997, I think. Um, so I've had a, you know, a... a a good ground and in radio, I've always loved it. It's one of my favourite mediums because I uh, I love that connected community that there used to be. It's probably a bit more disparate now, but, you know, you knew that other people were listening to the radio at the same time as you hearing the song that you like and, you know, there's kind of that 
that community that, um, that, that, that was a, a really big part of me growing up and loving music. Do you remember the first time you heard a Screaming Jet song on the radio? Was it better? Uh, no, it was Come On, actually. Oh, okay. Um, come On, and I reckon, um, oh, there's two blokes called Mobs and Fletch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, they uh, they were in Newey and they had the Mad Breakfast Show at the time, and um, we went in there and they played "Come On," I reckon, um, for the first time, um, and it was pretty epic. And then there's a bloke, um, TJ, I think his name is. He's a, oh, I can't remember his bloke, and he's t- oh, anyway. Uh, I used to ring him up. We'd be driving back from gigs in. Um, in you know Sydney, where we were doing you know five or six nights a week, and I'd ring him up, mate. It's Dave Gleeson here from the Screaming Jets. Would you be able to play our song on the radio? <laughs> and, and, uh, and he ended up doing he ended up doing it a few times, and we'd be in the car just go, you know two o'clock in the morning, heading back to sit King's Cross with our um, our own song blaring on the radio. So, <laughs> oh, beautiful! Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's perfect. That's great. Oh, that's funny. We were talking about Mr. Peter Mobbs just before we uh, we yeah, spoke to yeah. you today. So that's uh, yeah, interesting. Oh, he's a good man, right? He he loved us and uh, was a huge support for us in the beginning. Yep. Yeah, yep. You don't that, that doesn't happen these days, unfortunately, with radio and and uh, and local music acts. That uh, that bond has kind of gone, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean that was uh, the thing. It was um, DJs were were out actively um, seeking out stuff, uh, going out and uh, you know. Work and play at the same time, yeah. but uh, you know they discover bands. and They come and say, "You got to have a listen to this," you know, and um, you know they were, they were, as you say, they were connected into the into the community as as part of the the way to um, you know to to get stuff heard and to uh, to start getting a bit of support around the place. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not with us anymore. Hey, uh, just to finish up, you got a tip for us? Uh, those breezing through the kitchen and something <laughs> that that you do in the kitchen that you sort of swear by? Oh, um, <laughs> well, I, I try to follow Pamela Anderson. <laughs> you, you got you. Sometimes you get great advice from from strange places. Yeah, but she said what you do is say you're not picking at the food. Um, as you as you're cooking it, brush your teeth just before you start cooking. She said, and then you're not going not going to be you know having a bit of this and a bit of that. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought we'd have Pamela Anderson mentioned as a kitchen tip. <laughs> I think you should invite exactly. her to your dinner party too. Then, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. No. Um, yeah, but um, but that's where I got the only, that's the only piece of advice I can offer. Good advice too. <laughs> that's, a, that's a perfect way to finish, Dave. Thank you so much for your time, mate. It's been. Uh, let's hope you get back on stage really soon with the with the Angels and with the Jets and. Uh, you can get out and do what you do best. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks very much for your time. It's been fun. You are listening to Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier, brought to you by Cheese Links, bringing cheese and yogurt making to your kitchen. Cheeselinks.com.au. All right. He's a great bloke. What a great chat. He's a good bloke. And who, who He's knew? He's so laid back. Who knew that Pamela Anderson would be giving us a food tip of any description on this program? By far the most unique one we've ever had. And look, a, a pretty uh, important one, too. Yeah, actually, makes sense. Brush your teeth and you won't snack. When you think about it, you makes won't pick. You won't pick eat. <laughs> All right, let's get to our food poll. Yeah, the Neenish tart we're going today. I beg your pardon? Neenish tart. Don't you tart. call me that again. For those who haven't had one, I don't know that I have ever had 
red one, but you'd be familiar with how they look. They're a little tart and they have two sides, so two halves, a pink and a chocolate. Yep. Or it can be white yeah, and chocolate. And, white, yeah. and generally they are filled with uh, cream. Mm-hmm. Sweet cream or mock cream. Yep. And they sometimes have a layer of raspberry jam in there as well. And they've been around uh, since the days of the Seamen Pond. Yes. They have. I think they might have been featured on a Seinfeld episode. Not sure, maybe. Yeah, I think they're, they're called the black and whites. But there. in any case, we've had a massive reaction on oh, the Friday food poll. You'll betcha. Kristen says, and I think Kristen had a birthday the other day. Happy birthday, Kristen. My youngest, Lily, and I love them. We always buy them from different bakeries and rate them. <laughs> I love that. Rhonda, they are my all-time favourite. Rebecca says, I've never had them, but they do look yummy. Ian Barnes, Barnsy. Oh, I love me, an Enish tart. Trish, my fave. Barb, love them. Karen, total yay. Back when Smithy had the bakery in Rosedale, they were the best treat. Used to watch him out the back in the bakehouse making them. There you go. <laughs> Brian, yes for me. Don, definitely yes. Kathy, a big yay. Childhood memories. Grace, nay. Muriel, a nutritious disaster, but nu- uh, delicious. Yay. And uh, Kim says yum. Stephen says yes. Sue says yay. Uh, Kerry says childhood favourite. Michelle says, oh, my God, yes. I sure do miss Dad's Nenish tarts, half chocolate and half pink and sometimes just pink. Yeah, well, fair enough. Uh, Ross says, definitely, but with mock cream, not passion fruit or lemon. Yep. Sandra says, my auntie always made them and loved them. Uh, Lisa says, 100% yes, my favourite cake growing up. Joylene says, only if you make them, Sarah. <laughs> Andy Blake says, yay. Rachel says, yay. Patricia says, yay. Dale says, I'd eat the entire tray and still go looking for more. And Glenn says a big yay from me, Paddo. Gee whiz, it's getting a lot of yays. Yeah, it has. Stephen, yes, uh, from him. Kevin, yay. Wayne. <laughs> oh, do I actually, the shorty from Wayne. Yeah. Well, because he hasn't partaken in an Enish tart, so he says, I don't even know what the hell they are. I'll go a yay because I want to be part of the in crowd for once. Good you're move. always part of the in good crowd, Wayne. And, and Sue explains to him what they are. Oh, very good. good. Yeah, they're a diabetic coma-inducing little tart of sugary goodness. See, she's channeling Wayne. <laughs> they're so sweet, they almost make your teeth ache just looking at them. So true. Icing on the top and icing sugar, sort of pasty cream inside with a hint of jam. They are awesome. Philippa says gross. Fair enough. <laughs> After Sue said awesome. Oh, yeah. Steve, uh, nay, they look uh, better than they taste. Joanne, I used to love these as a kid. They're too sweet for me now. Terry Daniel, that is a big yay from him. Deborah, yes from her. Wenna says uh, it very much depends on the bakery. If they are well made with a light touch and good ingredients, they are delicious. Mm. If the cream is buttery and the top is hard oh. and thick and tasteless, but for sugar glacé, then they are borderline inedible. Good. Silvana, that's a yes from me. Davin, not Davine. <laughs> Yay, no, nay. I don't hate them, but they're just not my go-to. Kaveen here and back with my <laughs> responses. Tracy says yes. Colin says a big yay from me. Darren Berry says yay from me, Kev. Loved them as a kid. Rosie Walton says uh, I have had one or maybe two but felt like my teeth were going to immediately <laughs> drop out from all the sugar. Kate Stevenson sums it up beautifully. She says I'm not convinced you're meant to actually eat them. <laughs> I thought they just sat in the window to alert people to the fact that there are many baked goods sold inside, <laughs> almost a bit like a barber's pole. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Cherry Rob says when I was a kid I vomited straight <laughs> after eating a Nenish tart and can't look at them without feeling slightly oh. queasy. 
Annie Peacock says, nope, thank you. Uh, Greg says, most definitely yes. And Steph says, these remind me so much of my mum. Ninish tarts and Madeira cake were such an oh, after-school yeah. treat. The Madeira cake. Yeah. We used to buy from the uh, the supermarket. Yep, a little little Top square one. Taste. Yeah, yeah, they were good. <laughs> but that's what that's what I reckon. Uh, the the colouring with this one, in terms of the pole, it comes out as a massive yes. Uh, but the colouring is all because it's invoked so many memories. Mm. Not necessarily great taste or food memories, but just yeah. great memories of your mum and your auntie and yep. all that sort of stuff. So I reckon that's that's why it's got an overwhelming yes vote. Great choice for a topic. That one. Who thought of that? Very good. No idea. I think it was our marketing and research department. <laughs> we got one of those. <laughs> no. Are you serious? Yeah, it's over there near our research and development department, just up the back <laughs> there near yeah, our technical yeah. department. Over the back there it's the we couldn't give a damn department. Okay, don't forget about uh, Janet and Cheese Links. I've knocked the microphone three times. <laughs> Still be going, what's that noise? Well, if you insist on twisting around in your seat. Or just looking for the who gives a fat rats <laughs> department. Um, and the fat rats love the cheese. So make more cheese thanks to cheeselinks.com.au. That's the website where you know the telephone number. You could actually recite it now. I'll do it like like John Farnham does a song. You know, you get the mic out to the crowd. Yes. Okay, everyone do the phone number now. Ready? Five two. That's it. One, that's the one. Yeah, very good. Uh, so it's five two eight two one nine eight four. Zero three outside Melbourne. All the usual social media platforms and uh, websites and all that stuff, cheeselinks.com.au, and uh, give Janet a call. Keep Janet busy in lockdown Mm. and keep yourself busy in lockdown. Mm. Don't make too many fattening things in the kitchen, Sarah. No, like throw all the rules out the window, I say. Make as much fatty, naughty stuff as you want because that's that's what it's all about. Yeah, my pants don't thank you, but anyway. (laughs) Uh, Until the next time, that is uh, Cheeselinks. Thanks to Dave Gleeson. was a terrific guest. We've got... Many, many great guests coming in the uh, in the coming weeks, so stick around. Uh, we've only just begun. Absolute pleasure as always, Mr Kevin Philip Hillier. Thank you, Sarah Patterson. Thanks for listening to Food Bites. Check out our Facebook page and Twitter for recipes, tips and all the latest news. That's Food Bites with Sarah Patterson and Kevin Hillier. Brought to you by Cheese Links. Bringing cheese and yoghurt making to your kitchen. All you need to know at cheeselinks.com.au.